Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I am your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I am joined by MetPro coach Cassie Deatley, and we will be discussing alcohol and its effect on body composition. Thank you so much for joining me today, Cassie. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a good time. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people consume alcohol, myself included, and we have different reasons for that. Sometimes it's relaxing. Maybe it's a social event. I feel like at some point, many clients are going to ask, can I drink alcohol on MetPro? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We get asked all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking how often you drink is going to affect your results. So I guess we should dig into why that is today. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. All right. So if you have a 100 calorie beer and that's all you drink, is it being added to your calorie count for the day? That's it. Or is it more complicated than that? So it's definitely more complicated. Okay. I will say as a baseline going through this conversation, it's important to know what's considered moderate drinking. So the U.S. defines moderate drinking as two drinks a day for men and one drink for women. Okay. And then also we want to understand how many calories come from alcohol itself. So you get seven calories per gram of alcohol. And then you also want to know carbs because there are carbs in certain types of alcohol. And that is four calories per gram. So throughout this conversation, it's important just to keep that in mind. And it loops perfectly into the question about the beer because beer isn't just alcohol, not just calories from alcohol. So you've got to think with your hundred calories of beer, you're also getting some carbohydrate from that. So about a hundred calories of beer, that'll get you anywhere from three to seven grams of carb. And so you're not only looking at the body processing the alcohol out, but it's also processing out the carbs. And if you work with MetPro, you know that we also count carbs. We keep in mind how much carbohydrates we eat. So it's not only adding to calories, but it's also adding to total carbs. And the kind of like the overarching thing we want to remember is how alcohol is broken down in the body. So it's seen as a toxin in the body. Our Mm -hmm. body doesn't like it. So it's kind of like red alert, mission critical. (laughs) Let's get this out of the body. And so when that happens, our body stops everything else that it's doing to process out the alcohol. And that includes that oxidation that includes burning fat. So when you are bringing in a hundred calories of beer, you're bringing in the alcohol, you're kind of shutting down other processes that are going on. So it's really, it's kind of disrupting a lot of things. And it's not just simply adding a hundred calories to your total day. Okay. So if I'm hearing you correctly, (laughs) I'm hearing that I'm doing double damage when I have a beer. I'm hearing not only am I having a drink that's going to have calories, but also I'm putting any effort my body had into burning my fat, it's putting it on hold while it processes that alcohol. Am I hearing that right? That's correct. And I should also note that the time it takes for our body to process through alcohol is like multiple hours. So it really makes it a little harder on our body. This is great news before I go on my cruise this week. (laughs) Sorry. Gotta no, be honest. It's, it's good to know. It's good to know. It's it's good to understand because I do have a lot of people ask me like, why is it so impactful? Why do we look at hard alcohol versus beer differently? And I know we'll get into that. But like when you drink, is it also affecting your workouts too? Oh, yeah, it definitely does. So we've got anecdotally, right? So you think back to the last time you maybe drank too much. 
did you really go have a stellar workout the next day? Like maybe you didn't work out at all. Like that's more like it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one thing, depending on how much you drink, it might stop the workout altogether, which is going to affect the workout. But a little more scientifically, one of the big things that I try to educate on is scientifically, the other thing that happens is alcohol dehydrates us. And how it does that is it blocks what's called the antidiuretic hormone in our body. And that causes our kidneys to release more water. So what happens with that is we drink, this ADH hormone gets blocked, our body releases more water than normal, we get dehydrated. And when we're dehydrated, that can lead to headaches, nausea, cramping, And how that affects our workouts in specific is proper hydration is really important for not only generating muscle contraction, but also for energy levels. So you can get fatigued quicker if you're dehydrated. And so with the drinking alcohol, you become dehydrated and then you have not super stellar workouts because you just don't have kind of one of the main components that you need to generate the energy and power that's necessary to have a good workout. Also, I'm guessing you just wouldn't feel very great during that workout, too. So it's kind of this goes back to the when you're hungover, do you work out or do you just skip it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's say you managed to get the workout in, but then you drank. So like, let's reverse it. How does alcohol affect your recovery? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So unfortunately, it affects our recovery, too. Dang it. And I know, I know. It's not all bad, but (laughs) what what happens is two main things. There's a lot of different ways to answer this, but I'll say the two main things that happen is it impacts our sleep and it impacts our immune function. So with our sleep, what alcohol does is it shortens our REM sleep and our REM sleep is our most deepest, most restorative form of sleep. This is when we work on rebuilding any of the muscle tears that we made in our workouts. It's when we work on recovering from injuries. It's when we work on our memory consolidation. So kind of solidifying those neural pathways that we made when we learned different exercises at the gym or different workouts. This is all happens during REM sleep and that gets shortened when we drink alcohol. So that's one thing. Okay. The second is our immune function. So our immune system takes a hit and I don't think a lot of people know this, but 70% of our immune system resides in our gut. What? Okay. 70%. Mm-hmm. And it's what's called our, it's GALT for short. It stands for gut associated lymphatic tissue. Hmm. And how alcohol impacts it is one, it irritates our gut. So our gut's made up of like really tightly packed cells. And they're called like tight junctions. So our cells fit together with these tight junctions. When alcohol comes in, it irritates that and it kind of opens these tight junctions up. And that becomes a problem because then things like undigested proteins or things that aren't supposed to get into our bloodstream are now able to go through these holes that are now opened because Ah. alcohol has irritated the lining. And the other thing that happens is alcohol kills our microorganisms that reside in our gut. So think about the microorganisms like our own little army. And if you have alcohol coming in and kind of killing off some soldiers in the army, you're not going to have as many soldiers to fight off other things coming in that need to be kind of combated. So it, one, irritates our gut, opens up the lining, and then it kills our soldiers off. 
And then that impacts our recovery because our immune system is at a loss of kind of like defending us like it's supposed to. And then if we get sick, we can't recover as well. Oh, boy. Okay. I know you said this isn't all bad, but I got to be honest, this sounds all bad. (laughs) There's, you know, downsides. Right, right. Your goal of drinking. Right. Okay. Well, is there like an amount that you can drink that's not going to impede your results, your recovery, your workouts, that kind of thing? Okay. So I said this in my last podcast, too. This is like the what I'm pushing for the slogan for MetPro is it depends on the person. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. You sound like it, Angelo. He says that every time. <laughs> it depends. He taught us well. Yes, he did. It really does. So I would say it depends on the person, how your body processes alcohol, because everyone's different in terms of what they can tolerate. Sure. It depends on your goal and it depends on your timeline. How fast do you want to get there? So for example, if your goal is just general health and maintenance, you might be fine with moderate drinking, which the U.S. defines as two drinks for men, one for women. And you might be fine with that. But maybe your goal is you want to lose X amount of weight in X amount of time. Well, if you add alcohol into the picture, it's going to slow it down for sure. And so that's one of the great things about having a coach on the concierge service is you get that person to look over your every move and you get to have a coach who can tell you, Hey, you can drink a couple of drinks a week. It didn't really impact you or your coach might be, Hey, you had a couple of drinks and it set you back by five pounds of water that took a week to get off. And it's really helpful to have a second set of eyes. that can be like, you can handle this amount of alcohol or you can't handle this amount. Okay. Okay. That's really good advice. Now, what about if you are going to drink and you're trying to kind of minimize what the impact is. Are there certain types of drinks that are better than others or are all drinks created equal? So great question. There are ones that are better than others. I will say at MetPro, we're huge fans of hard liquor. <laughs> it's so counterintuitive. I say it's that every time. so counterintuitive. <laughs> I know. I tell all of my clients vodka soda or shots because you get more bang for your buck. So Kind of, I'll list them from best to worst. Okay. So your best is going to be your hard liquors. And that's like your, with your non-calorie mixers. So like a vodka soda, that's going to be about 95 calories and zero grams of carb. Okay. Then your second is going to be your hard seltzers. These are about a hundred calories. And usually you have like one to two grams of carb. And then from there, you go to your dry wines. And this is going to be about 110 to 150 calories. And now you're starting to jump up in carbs a little bit. So depending on the wine, two to five grams of carb. So now we're thinking we're processing alcohol and we're processing carbs. Okay. Okay. So then from there, you've got beer. And beer is, it's going to range depending on what you like. So your lighter beers are going to be lighter on the calories around 110 to 150 calories about five grams of carb. And then we've got the people that like the the IPAs, the Guinness, the Stouts. Those are going to be thicker, heavier beers at about 240 calories. Oof. 22 grams of carb. Oh, that's like a meal right there. Oh, I know. They're heavy. So, and then the worst of the worst, the worst offenders is our mixed drinks, your margaritas, your strawberry daiquiris, pina coladas, Long Island iced teas, you name it. Anything that's a mixed drink, those are going to 
be a lot worse. I'd say upwards of 500 calories and 30 plus grams of added sugar. So if you think about one mixed drink versus like you can essentially have five vodka sodas for that same amount (laughs) or think about how much good food you can eat for that amount of calories. Like, is it really worth it? Right. Right. Okay. That very much puts it in perspective. And I guess really the 200 calories is more of a snack, the 500 more of a meal, but it's a lot. It's a lot regardless. And so it's really important to think about that. Again, going back to what you said, you're processing not only the alcohol, but the carbs on top of that. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Well, let's say you did have a drink. (laughs) Is there anything you can do to offset the effects of alcohol once you have the drink? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I will give three tips. And my first one is I have all of my clients watch their water when they're drinking. So my rule of thumb is one drink, one bottle of water, depending on how many drinks you alternate. You have a drink, you have a bottle of water, you have a drink, you have a bottle of water. And this really goes back to how we talked about how alcohol dehydrates us. It's going to help put more water into the body and help mitigate some of the headaches, the fatigue, the decreased performance that we might get from the dehydration of the alcohol. Mm -hmm. Plus, it also kind of slows down your drinking rate because you've got to pause to drink the bottle of water. Then, so that's first trip, Mm -hmm. hydration. Second is going to be planning kind of your night. So what tends to happen, it's not that the alcohol is always the problem. It's what happens with the alcohol. (laughs) And usually when our judgment is a little like impaired, we tend to want not the best options in terms of food. So we go for the fattier, the fried, the really calorically dense. Guilty. I call them, yeah, I refer to them as the drunchies. So <laughs> I love that. That is accurate. The <laughs> drunk munchies that get us. And so my tip is when you're going to drink, have a plan of what you're going to allow yourself to eat. Because if you're picking these calorically dense, high fat foods, remember when you drink alcohol, it impairs our ability to oxidize fat. So all of those calories and all of that fat that we eat is going to go into storage. Oh, so it's really a triple threat. Oh, Oh, man. Okay. So be cautious of what you eat. Okay especially your fat content. And then third, this is more of a tip from another coach and she knows exactly who she is. So when she (laughs) listens to this, I hope she laughs. We have another coach who says the best time to drink is in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. So let you know who she is. But why is because you think about it, you have the whole rest of the day. So maybe let's say you have a mimosa Then you have the rest of the day to process through a lot of that alcohol to continue moving your body, go about your daily activities and really burn off a lot of that before you get to the end of your day versus when you're drinking at night. And then you pretty much just go right to bed. You're not really utilizing a lot of that energy. And then that goes into more storing at night. Okay. So per Coach Cassie, get buzzed early. Just giving you tips. <laughs> what you do with them is on you. <laughs> not at work, though. No, I did no. not say that. <laughs> I was hearing you. I think I'm just in my mode for my upcoming little cruise that I'm going on. So I was hearing it as have that mimosa at breakfast. That's what I was hearing. Yeah. Brunch <laughs> on the weekend. That's very nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's great. 
All right. Is there anything else people need to know about like reaching their goals and consuming alcohol? I will end with this. I will kind of bring it all full circle because I kind of, I took a nice healthy jab at alcohol. And like I said, it's not all bad. I just think everyone needs the information so that they can make the decision. But what I will say is it's not a make it or break it. If you really enjoy drinking, if you enjoy a good glass of wine, like there's a place for it in your plan. It just, you have to remember one, that your tolerance and what your body can handle is going to be different from the next person. So that's why having a coach that can work with you can be really helpful in learning that. And the other thing is your timeline. Like if you want to incorporate alcohol, that's totally fine, but you have to accept that it's going to slow your timeline down. It's going to stretch it out. So as long as you're cool with that, I'm cool with it. We can make it work. You can drink alcohol and we can have a good time and it's okay. But you have to take into consideration, it's going to slow you down to your goal and what you can have is going to be different from the next person. Okay, I like that. So basically, think about it, be thoughtful, plan, have a strategy. That's where your coach comes in. And just make sure that you understand it's all about balance, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly. a great advice. The Great advice. Okay, well, listeners, that is all for this week. You can find all of the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review. That lets other people know what they can expect from the show. You can also learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. So I will be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key.